Hey y'all, Sydney here. This is our formal trigger warning. In this episode of the Cage Bird Chronicles podcast, we will be discussing mental health, violence, depression, anxiety, suicide, and more. Listener discretion is advised. What it do, CBC? Get ready for another unplugged episode. We are talking about the newest thing that the conservatives are in a tizzy about. In the midst of this global pandemic that has taken, you know, thousands and thousands of lives, the conservatives are upset about Sesame Street. Why are the conservatives upset about Sesame Street? Because Sesame Street has decided, again, in the midst of this global pandemic, to take a stance on the COVID vaccine and vaccinate some of their characters. Their character, Big Bird, who everybody knows, I'm not going to explain to you who Big Bird is, decided to- What the fuck is a Big Bird? (laughs) He's a Big Bird. Big Bird, yeah. As it sounds. Um, Decided to tweet about his vaccination status, or her, their vaccination status, um, saying that it hurt their wing, but that he's going to be okay. Um, and Republicans, conservatives are pissed. And what is he? Is he governor or Senator Ted Cruz? I think it's governor. No, he's senator. Senator? Okay, I'm Senator sure. Ted Cruz went so far as to call it government propaganda. How come he's allowed to talk? <laughs> At all. Really, he's really not, but like nobody's going to do anything about Did it. Didn't you Where did he like, go? bring he your went... kids to Mexico? Mexico. Mm. When you won't quote unquote fleeing. Yeah, when I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you over your vacation to Mexico. Mm. This is this makes me laugh, but also scares me. Say it louder for the oppressed people in the back. (laughs) Well, yeah, fair. Yeah, it makes me laugh, but it also scares me because I understand where parents are coming from in a way I really don't. Um, but I understand where parents are coming from and they're like, oh, you don't want to politicize everything. Sometimes you're too young to introduce uh, kids to a topic. But the reason that Sesame Street decided to do this is because the vaccine just became available to children that are in that age demographic. So this would be a great time to actually have a serious conversation with your child about the pandemic, about COVID, about the vaccine, and about not only how the vaccine can help you, but how the vaccine can help everyone around you um if you can't tell i am pro vaccine i'm vaccinated i got the shot the moment they told me i could get the shot and i i am totally okay with that because i one didn't want covid because i'm pretty sure i had covid already and i thought i was about to die back then uh so i would very much like to not have it again and two there are people around me that cannot or could not get the vaccine at the time so i felt obligated to do that for them more than I felt the need to do it for myself. And it whooped my ass. It 100, both shots whooped my ass, but worth it to me, not just to protect myself, but to protect those who I know cannot get the vaccine. The annoying part about this whole thing is that like, if you did not want to get 
to the point where children needed to be vaccinated from this, then you should have brought your adult ass to the hospital and got your adult ass vaccinated. So that way it wasn't, I don't know, spreading to young children and causing a need for young children to now need to get vaccinated. Like, I'm just saying, if you oh, did not- It sounds like you're asking for personal responsibility here. Uh, and you I know what? It sounds, it sounds uncanny. I know. You make it's too like much I'm speaking, sense. I'm, it's <laughs> like I'm speaking a foreign language, but like, seriously, if you did not want children to have to get vaccinated- then maybe you should have done your due diligence and your duty as an adult. Maybe you should have done your duty as an adult to make sure that this type of illness is not actually trickling down their way to where it's actually a really big danger for them. Yeah, wear the mask, Karen. What I'll say, and I'm not ashamed to say this because I feel like it's good. Like if you you have an opinion or an idea and someone comes to you with education and they say like no actually you're wrong and this is why and you change your mind I don't think you should be embarrassed about that I think that's a good thing Absolutely to be willing not. to change right. so I'll just say like when my kid was born um we didn't vaccinate I was one of those crunchy ass like hippie white moms <laughs> Like I, that's what we call ourselves. We called ourselves crunchy because we eat a lot of granola. So we're crunchy moms. Yeah. It's a, it's a white mom thing, but it's very real. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't like, oh my gosh, it was so, it was so deep. Like I didn't vaccinate. I was like, I was planning on never vaccinating. I was like, my breast milk alone will be enough. And <laughs> that's not true. And it it's because I was so afraid because lo and behold, I like this, we need to talk about the privilege of getting to choose to be unvaccinated too, because that's what these white folks are doing. It was a white woman that told me if I vaccinated my baby, that there were all these risks. Like it wasn't like no autism argument, but she would say like, they'll end up paralyzed or they'll end up like with these different vaccine injuries. She seemingly had all of this proof to back it up. And I was like 19 years old. So I didn't really like know. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, you know, I was one of those moms and those parents that thought that like I knew best. And then I came to California and that was when I was in Virginia. Then then I came to California and um, I took my kid to the doctor and said they didn't have their vaccines. And the doctor was like, you are out of your fucking mind. The military was not going to let you get away with that shit. No, 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 they were not. They were not. They were were very kind, but they were very stern. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what's missing right now. Like I'm, we were kind to the anti-vaxxers. But like now it's time to be stern and that's how they were with me. And that's like, what got me to change my mind. They were like, it's not, it's not your choice. Like your kid could get the measles and end up death. Like your kid could get the measles and never walk again. Like these are things that have been eradicated and you are going to bring them back. And speaking of, I don't know, people are afraid enough. People like, don't like, I, I, it it made me afraid, which is why I vaccinated. And I feel like people need to be afraid. So, I, I mean, people, you're, you're going to have a hard time convincing 
dumb people. I couldn't find another way <laughs> to Selfish. be afraid. The mo- the bra- no, no. The the bravest people tend to be the dumbest. <laughs> Achilles put on armor and left out that motherfucking ankle. His ass won't that strong after he got bam down, son. Okay, you're not gonna convince dumb people to be scared of a vaccine that half of them don't even think is real. Okay, not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my no, thing is. I, this- I, I see comments on the Washington Post because that's like the only newspaper that I somewhat like trust just a little bit. And some of the comments people are on there like still suggesting that like horse horse vaccine or that horse medicine or whatever ever mixed. I don't know what it's called, but it sounds it sounds like a Harry Potter spell to me. Mm. And like sounds like you're gonna die. (laughs) They're still suggesting that like on Facebook, I see it every day. It's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's scary. The misinformation that's being perpetuated about these vaccines and these, the Republican conservative parents are furious that this show that their children watch had the audacity to present them with factual information about this vaccine. Um, and Shelby, you had said it before we started recording. I feel like they're really more upset about now that children have factual information. They hey, have wait, 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 can I say it? Yeah, you can. Of course you can. <laughs> okay. The white folk. Let me finish chewing my hazelnut covered in chocolate. Because <clears throat> I'm professional. Okay. So the white people are upset at Big Bird. Not because Big Bird said anything wrong, but because that's who their kids watch and trust. And they go to learn all their lessons from because you're not doing it, obviously. Obviously. And now you got to look little Timmy in the goddamn eyes and go, fuck Big Bird. <laughs> and your child is yeah. not going to respect you after yeah. you say fuck Big Bird because Big Bird has been there for them through their ups and downs. Yeah. Big Bird taught them how to tie their shoes. Mm-hmm. But you just said, shut the fuck up and go watch Sesame Street. Now Sesame Street has taught your child some shit that you ain't got answers for. Or now you got to look your baby in the face and be like, it's the microchips. I can't get the <laughs> vaccine because the microchips will give you cancer in your gut <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got to I, mean, I mean, in reality, first, something that I brought up earlier when I was talking about, do you guys, when has Sesame Street ever been the spokes TV show, like the spokesperson, the spokes program for conservatism? <laughs> yeah, no, conservative Sesame ideals. Street has never given a fuck about I mean, it's on America. It's on Marxist TV. So it's on PBS. It's on publicly funded television. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's that's communist shit. Remember, that is some Marxist ass shit right there. Yeah, we're all commies on Sesame. So why every time Sesame Street does something, they freak out like this. Like every time Sesame makes a liberal move, they get pissed. Just because Republicans don't really realize that they're also poor, so they're also like part of the market that Sesame Street advocates for. 
it's but do, they they like to get in a tizzy when it's not Republican media. Basically. Do y'all remember Mitt Romney going up against Sesame Street? No, I no. vaguely do. I don't remember yeah, what happened. When, but I remember when Mitt Romney um, was running for president, he said he was going to defund PBS. And like Big Bird, like went on Twitter and like they were beefing and shit. <laughs> oh no, I missed this. I feel like I remember the defunding of PBS thing, and everybody was like, "You gonna do what the fuck?" Yeah, no, everybody- <laughs> it was like Big Bird was on Twitter and was like, "Please don't defund me." And then I remember he was that. Like this is some propaganda bullshit. Like, <laughs> off, dude. and he like and he added Big Big Bird. Like he. <laughs> It was so bad. Like they you as a grown adult address <laughs> a fictional character on social media or in person. Like Ted Cruz just called Big Bird a communist. And, <laughs> and Big Bird a little bitch, and I'll meet him in the street saying, <laughs> Yeah, like talking to him. How a do you as character. a grown adult? <laughs> how do you as a grown adult put together a beef and text message for a fictional character on Twitter that like thousands and thousands and thousands of people are gonna see? And be like, yeah, I'm gonna put. This seems like a smart thing to put in the world forever. Now everyone I get it because like Caillou her. can get these hands any day. Caillou, I will. You listen, I'll. <laughs> shall be love the kids, but that little motherfucker. <laughs> I'd have to cuss. I do not lay hands on the children, <laughs> but that motherfucker right there. Every time I turn the television, my nephew used to love Caillou, and I'd be like, I think the fuck not. These will not be the lessons we learned today. No, Caillou's no. bad. No, yeah, Caillou's the worst. Caillou is like a little bastard. Like, if Caillou was my child, I'd be whooping his ass like every day at the adoption center immediately, sir. <laughs> I take that joke back. I'm going to hell. My- <laughs> I got too much it's already, you know what? It's I was about to play on that joke so I'm glad you took it back so I can get <laughs> myself back. I'm, forgive me family I'm See, sorry you saved Sydney's soul so redeem yeah look at you <laughs> no, I can't I mean like, like that shit was funny though it what, was <laughs> in what way did PBS ever like PBS dragon tales right between the lions Whoever did um, Dragon Tales was clearly high the whole time. Did what? Which one? They were smoking. I would like Dragon Tales. Yeah, I love I mean, Dragon Tales. Like, Same. It was my favorite. I went to go see uh, that shit Arthur, on Freaking Sesame Street. Like none of them. None of them had conservative ideals. PBS consistently runs like charitable events. They've even done like some of the top musicals as charitable events about oppression. That's the thing. Like they did the 25th anniversary of Les Mis on PBS, which is an entire story about oppression of people. And you want to sit here and tell me that, yeah, this is this is this is a tragedy because PBS has never shown us that they were. They were liberal before. No, bullshit. Every couple of years, you guys fucking do this shit. And it's fucking annoying because we sit here and now, now what do I look like as a fucking almost 30-year-old having to defend Big Bird's ass because yo bullshit agenda? Yeah, seriously. Well, I, I, I'm i going to put this out there because, you know, I pulled up some things while mm-hmm. y'all were talking. I, I would not say that Sesame Street always hits the mark. Okay. No. They definitely don't always, but they try. <clears throat> okay. So 
Q1 that Sesame Street was never intended for anybody with soft ass feelings like conservative people tend to have, traditional type people tend to have, um, is that when it debuted, they had episodes that when they re-aired them in 2000, starting in 2007, those episodes come on with adult only warnings. As in like, do not watch this episode with your children. So it's, oh, if you would like to look at the full list, it is insider.com. Okay. Um, (laughs) But just, I got two more. So they also got in trouble because in 1975, they tried to be more inclusive and add a black character, like a, uh, Kind of like, you know, that the count is, you know, from somewhere else. Like you can kind of tell what everybody's story is. So they tried to add in a black character named Roosevelt, Roosevelt Franklin. Oh, (laughs) and they got in trouble. It's a joke in our house. Okay. So that's why Dana and I laugh because my parents, when I first went natural, my parents would compare me to fucking Roosevelt and I and they said I look like him fucking now. And I can't <laughs> deny it now because I fucking do. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. oh, you just got the undercut. <laughs> yep. And I got the undercut too, just to just to reinforce it. <laughs> That's so oh, funny. I'm so sorry. So beautiful, Sydney. No matter what they say. Okay. I'm gonna put it in a ponytail. <laughs> put it in a bun. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so they got in trouble because they said that he was reinforcing stereotypes. Um, I believe it. It's 1975. Even like the black shows that were for black people were like super outlandish and stereotypical of black people. And I black think exploitation. Yeah, I think which it's a business move, and mm-hmm. I think of good times and uh. JJ going dynamite I mean yeah we do that shit but like every day all day no somebody um somebody would tell you to shut the fuck up in this family if that was what you did every time you entered the room um but the last thing real quick is the intro of snuffle 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 up against I had to because I was about to say it and then I looked at it written down and I said, Oh, <laughs> don't look at it. You'll have an aneurysm <laughs> written down. Don't. You'll have an aneurysm. You just gotta say it. It, it did. Snuffle, like, literally, snuffle. this whole side of me tensed up when I looked at it and was like, <laughs> I know if, if I read it, I know I'd be stuck in my never ending freaking stutter. Just snuff a snuff. No, okay. So, Snuffleupagus, they introduced as an imaginary friend right probably to make kids feel okay about having a imaginary friend Mm -hmm. but they got in trouble because people said that it would make adults not believe children about abuse allegations so they had to make snuffleupagus real i do not know the connection um i would believe my child huh I'd have to hear the argument for that one. Right. So that's why I say they try, but I feel like they're one of those targets where Republicans and conservatives are going to go, all right, we're in a pickle. What is Sesame Street doing? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Like it is distractory, but at the same time, I think it brings a lot of things 
about COVID, about the pandemic, about people's reaction to the pandemic, to the forefront of, I know, to the forefront of my mind, because the the selfishness that people have displayed throughout this pandemic has blown my ever-loving mind. I don't understand people who refuse to do something as simple as like wearing a mask, if not for your own safety, then for the safety of people around them, because your personal comfort at that particular moment is more important than everybody's health well, you just whatever said it, establishment that you're walking into. You just no, said I, it. I, I get it like in theory, like intellectually, I understand, but I cannot understand that mentality. I mean, that's because you shouldn't. And oh my God, y'all, it's about to be one of those times. FBI, leave me the fuck alone, okay, after I finish talking. Uh-oh. But <laughs> I was watching, excuse me, um, Wild Wild Country on Netflix. I don't know if y'all have looked at it, but if you haven't, you should. Okay, I kept skipping over it because I thought it was like some hillbilly, old Western, Caucasian that's shit that I didn't want to see. what it sounds like. Right, and it's what it looks like. It's what it looks like when you when you scroll through it. But mm-hmm. Netflix got me this time because I stopped paying attention and it just started playing the preview for it. It is about um, this Indian-based cult, and you can look it up. Um, and I only remember the oh, oh, the, the oh, woman. Oh, watch this. Ma Sheila and um, the dude, the older dude. Okay, yes. so and she was crazy. She was like. She's kind of a bitch, but I can't say that I'm mad at her. Okay, but no, I respect her for what she did. Okay, so the the story here is that they started off and he said, you know, I don't think that I'm Jesus. I don't think that I'm somebody that y'all should consider a leader. I just want to teach people how to live freely. And of course, because part of it was, um, I think people should be able to have sex freely. Immediately, America was like, no, mm-hmm. no. But in India, that's where the fuck the Karma Sutra comes from, which is a spiritual thing. And it ties in because it has deeper meaning to them than just we fuck it. So well, India did also inherit a lot of really nasty um, colonization yeah. things like and in their attitude, because you're absolutely right. That is Kama Sutra country. But if you talk to them like now, they have very different attitudes about oh, for sure. very yeah. original culture, which sucks. I feel like we all, though, do. We yeah. all oh, have 100 yeah, percent have been tricked in that into that kind of. But so he picked up and he said, you know, I want to move. We need our own space that's ours that we can, you know, expand ourselves into. And um, so he came to America into wild, wild country, which just means there was like five residents in the area that they occupied. And <clears throat> this is what they did. OK, and it's something I'm not mad at. They went out. And they took advantage of the law in Oregon, which says that if you reside in Oregon, you can vote in our election. You do not. It does not matter if you're homeless. It doesn't matter if you're a felon. If you reside here, you can vote. So they sent these people out, got them married, brought them back, and then let them go back to whoever their prospective partner, partners were, and they voted in the elections and place themselves in positions of power 
And then all this other stuff started popping up with conspiracy, um, conspiracy theories about whether or not um, they tried to like poison the town with salmonella or whatever to keep them out of the elections. But then you got to think about how the fuck America rolls. They are not doing anything that America has not already been doing. Mm-hmm. Y'all just want to bring attention to it because they're foreign and they're brown and you don't like the shit because they're not doing what you think they're supposed to be doing. And the police in that town fought back. Mm-hmm. Violently. They, they just thought they should not, they didn't belong there and they pushed them out. And now where they were is now like some multi-billion dollar, not billion, but multi-million dollar megachurch um, young life resides where they were before but the point here is um that we could be doing a little bit more like sesame street is a kindness and it's kind of a tactic because that's what marketers do in stores because if you get the kids attention then they can essentially pressure their parents into doing whatever that's how parents end up leaving with a cart full of shit that they never intended to have. That's why they put all the kids shit low on the shelves too. It's mm-hmm. fucked up. Right. Oh, I used to hate that shit. Yes. To Shelby, what you were saying. And to Chanel's point from earlier, I believe that at this point we need to stop being as lenient as we have been being as far as the COVID vaccine is concerned. I'm tired of these exemptions, um, aside from religious exemptions, because they're like religious exemptions for regular vaccines. You know, the ones that we get when you go to public school, there are particular reasons why you should not or could not get the vaccine. And I'm not I'm not demanding that those people get it. But to the ones who don't want to get it because you think the government's going to control your mind or you just don't want for whatever reason, whatever reason that is not medical or religious. It's 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 privileged to the point of absurdity for you to not get this vaccine, because like we've had anti-vaxxers in this country before. And the argument's the same, only this time it's more severe because we are in the middle of a global pandemic. There are people in countries that don't have access to these vaccines. There are people that walk like miles upon miles upon miles upon miles to get this vaccine that you're turning your nose up at because you think the government put a microchip in it to control your mind are you i mean kidding me? you could be in china where they're really not testing the vaccines but they're forcing them on people literally knocking on doors and going you can take the vaccine or you will be confined which is your choice because um I'm not, no names, okay, but personally happened to know somebody who lives in China and was forced to get that vaccine. Sorry, Chanel, was um, <clears throat> forced to get that, that vaccine and has permanent severe nerve damage from the nasal vaccine that they did not have a choice but to take. And it's not one that's available in America. So you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Because it could be worse. And I completely understand, especially Black people's uh, hesitancy, hesitancy, mm-hmm. but you have to consider Hesitation. how many people. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, mm. oh, I do that too when you're she does gonna the same get yourself thing there. Me. I'm sorry, but I thought I took- the best route that i could and you understood oh dear 
<laughs> what the hell I was saying. But all I wanted to say before I was so rudely interrupted um, is that consider how many people you know that have died from COVID versus how many people got the vaccine and died. Figure that math out. And if your decision is not that you need to go get a fucking vaccine, then I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with you because that's math. So what I was going to say is I saw in the Washington Post, it's so fucked up, but like there's tens and tens and tens of thousands of religious exemption forms being submitted like on the last day that you could submit it before the vaccine mandate for um, like government employees goes into effect. And that's the largest employer in the U.S. is government employees. And it's just like, I want to know how many of those people with sudden religious exemptions are fully vaccinated. Like, because I bet they are. And they probably never even thought twice about it until like COVID. COVID. And, and then they that's felt all. like now they're being forced. But I don't know. I just thought that was like, that's, I feel like that's them telling on themselves. Like if you if you submit something to me like the day before it's due saying that you can't do it, I'm going to be like, you're a fucking liar. Go get the shot. So not only that, but a point, a wish in the air, if you will. If, because about 99.9% of those people um, are fucking lying, okay? Uh, and probably racist as hell. Probably done talked about immigrants, black people, people who don't speak English, women, and all that shit um, in the past. But now conveniently finding the need to exploit someone's religion for their own gain, aka not having to go get a fucking vaccine. If you did that, you're going to hell. Whatever version of hell you have now signed yourself up for, you going to hell. Where a big bird will sing to you about how you should have got vaccinated. <laughs> well, before we, 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 I can see people just not playing devil's advocate, but kind of, I can see people saying, well, that's what happened in like Texas with women, um, converting over to satanism so that way they can avoid the issues with abortion um but at the same time i sit there and i say so yes so uh, satanists have in their tenets they they have um exemption and they have the ability to decide what it is that they would like to do with their body that is the most scientifically sound um and so but does Texas excuse you if you're like, well, hey, I'm a Satanist. I don't, I don't know. That's but... the federal government, though, at yeah. that point. And that's what they're challenging. They're, I don't even think now. For the Satanist thing? Yeah, the Satanists are in, are in court. They filed yeah. like litigation papers. I don't mm-hmm. even think that those those arguments are equal, though, because you're I talking about that's, that was what I was going to say. You're talking about, number one, um, a direct impact on at least two lives um, forever mm-hmm. versus your ability to carry your ass to another job, no matter how inconvenient or annoying it may be. 
because when you sign a contract for a job, especially with the government, you say, yeah, I'll do X and X and X in exchange for employment. So when the government says you have to get a vaccine, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably sitting in the contract somewhere that if something so, like this happens, they do have the ability to be like, hey, you have to do this. So no, that's, that's a fun fact. Being a government contractor, that's something that I learned, but that's exactly where I was going with what I was saying. Well, I'm that- talking directly for the government, not, not the contractors. If you work for the government, you don't have an option. So what I'm saying is that there is there are specific regulations that um, have now been created in these circumstances, but were not previously existing beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is the difficulty people are experiencing. But what you were saying is exactly where I was going with what I was saying is that before we sit here and we try to make that argument, let's put it on the same, pl- it, let's understand it's not on the same playing field. Getting a vaccination versus something that could potentially save the lives of at least w- um, one individual, um, which is why I was going where I was going with that. So COVID in general, the vaccine has really brought it um, brought it up in, in mass, but COVID is has really shocked me because I didn't, I guess I underestimated, like I said, the amount of selfishness that people really possess, um, that Americans in particular really possess, because this is the first time I've really seen a global health tragedy become a political issue, other than being a global health crisis. Like, I genuinely don't understand why this is about your rights and not about global health like not just you not just your your family like i i don't understand having such a myopic worldview that you are genuinely only concerned with what's happening to you and to yourself to the point where you can't even see you can't even acknowledge your participation in an actual pandemic if that's how they run that part like not necessarily the party per se but that's how they run the conservative side. The conservative side is founded. Like one of the, the foundations of the conservative side is selfishness, is focused mm-hmm. on me Absolutely. and what I got and their own personal gain versus like universal gain, community gain. They're not focused on that. Well, the only community that they care about is the 1% that they share it with. And those are the ones that they mainly care about. But and that's not even because they're friends. That's just because they're useful. Right. And so when we sit here and we say, like, for us, we can't fathom it, but also we don't have this, we don't have the lifestyle. Most of us who are like this, we don't have the lifestyle to maintain that level of selfishness. Like we have empathy because we can see that there are other people that are struggling as we walk outside every single day. But you have seen some people who are like elitists who like George, um, George G, is it G.W. Bush, whatever, Bush Sr., who had never, who hadn't been to a fucking grocery store in fucking decades and filmed a video of himself freaking like fascinated by going to the grocery store because he's that disconnected. You know how many white people just, and probably some black people too, sat and went, oh my God, 
look at that mm-hmm. adorable rich man who has never it's he probably doesn't need to know what the, what the supermarket looks like no more bless right. his heart fucking brainwashed dude. it's crazy it's so fucked up i um yeah no that that shit is crazy but you know what to data's point though i was surprised not by the white folk not by the rich folk but by us Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. all of a sudden as long as we've been talking about tuskegee experiments as long as we've been trying to awaken our own people it took facebook making a goddamn post and saying they've been experimenting on black people for everybody to go you know what fuck that you've been getting vaccines all your motherfucking life and now in the year yeah. 2021, now you, we got questions. You you waking up and and the vaccine is a no go for you. I understand. I too am a black are am a black man. You know, I get <laughs> it. I do understand the hesitancy. I didn't want to get it. Been getting vaccines from birth as a as a child of of the military been getting vaccines my whole life no choice have not died yet am still here mostly with a functioning brain yeah like chanel said that's how you know it's fucking bullshit like they're all of a sudden they're super concerned about vaccines been vaxxed up since they were kids because they went to public school and most people who went to public school had to get your damn shots Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden they've got these religious exemptions, which, you know, are bullshit or all of a sudden they've got every reason or I have this, that and the other d- disease um, and I can't get the vaccine. It's it's bullshit for the purpose of selfishness. I don't understand the lengths for COVID in particular, because like we're all millennials. We've lived through multiple health crises, not on this scale. Like uh, COVID has definitely been the biggest and the worst, but we've lived through multiple health crises. There was like. What was it? There was like the SARS outbreak. Swine out flu. Swine flu. There was all that flu, anthrax. We've mm-hmm. lived through all of that shit. And like those were health crises. And we didn't get the kind of reaction that we've gotten with COVID. I'm trying to figure out why COVID in particular uh, that is actively killing people on a much bigger scale. I'm going to tell you why. Political resistance. Because motherfuckers is stupid. And I mean that well, in however they were okay. stupid then too. But that's why you cannot make sense of it because you cannot make sense out of stupid. Um and I say that because it does not take a genius. And I think I po- I posted this the other day when I was like, I'm tired of pretending that stupid people are not stupid people. Some of y'all motherfuckers did not get any smarter than you were in motherfucking high school. Okay. You did not get out of high school and then the magic of adulthood smacked you in the goddamn face and made you an average of intelligence of the people around you. Nah, this is just a lot of you dumb motherfuckers out here floating around, <laughs> just being average and dumb as hell. Mm-hmm. And you're loud. Not everybody can be smart. But it does not take a genius to go, well, I have not gotten the measles, the mumps, rubella. I have not gotten polio. What could be the link yeah really you got the fucking vaccine that's why that's why you didn't get that but you want to take your chances with covid because you're stupid i think the issue that 
really contributed to it. And I know we hate saying his name here on the cage bird, but um, it definitely was a product of Trump's run. The same thing. Trump's Trump's influence in office, because as we said, racially, him being elected really opened the doors to the floodgates of really more now it was then undercover racism but now it's like overt and just blatant racism um that those people experienced before but on top of that it gave birth to this radical mindset of survival that like the world is everybody is over dramatic everybody is being um um everybody's you know, being politically correct everybody's being persecuted the government you know the shit that he was saying was convincing a lot of people that the government is is out to get me the, yes. the, everything that they're doing is out to get you which is not a lie i mean that is in fact true but not in the ways that he's gonna tell you because at the time like they don't realize that at the time he was in power so why would he give you the answer as to what is really his way of controlling you rather than giving you some distraction things but i mean of like, course because all them people in not overfilled hospitals with not enough ventilators were being so dramatic when they died right and so and and you know i at the when i look at situations like this i i don't feel like i was i i wasn't surprised when it came to white people because i feel like we've seen this selfishness time and time again on several occasions where they just don't care about other communities or they exhibit a most of them a majority i won't say all but a majority of them exhibit feelings of of indifference when it comes to protecting the community um however i will say i was surprised when it pertained to black people not wanting to get the vaccine my biggest worry um from that is that you know, while we're sitting here listening to what other people have to say about it, what other cultures, specifically white people, have to say about it, it's not their communities that are being destroyed by And I COVID. feel like that's why they're getting the... Saying no to the vaccine is a privilege. You can say no and you, f- you feel empowered to say no because it's not affecting you, because you're not seeing your relatives die in there choking on their own vomit. Because right. you're not seeing people get sick. You're not coming home to these frontline workers that are living in tents in their fucking backyards because they don't want to get their kids sick in the house. And right. if you get sick, you can go to the hospital or you feel like you can go to the hospital and get the help you need because it's not that big of a deal until it is. And then whoops, it's too late. You're on a ventilator and you're on your way out the motherfucking door. Right. And so my... my oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I don't remember what country it was. It was either South Korea or Japan, but um, they're not like the the government said, we're not going to help you with your COVID related illnesses anymore. If you come to the hospitals, if you're unvaccinated, like you're, that's it. Like you should be vaccinated by now. Fuck you. Like they literally, they literally said they're not going to attend to any COVID related illness for somebody that's unvaccinated at this point. But you know why they do that? 
Mm-hmm. You know why they do that? Because they're not an indiv- individualistic society. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Other countries are community based. And yeah. the culture is you do things for the good of everybody. Right. However, that would be far too communist of us, too socialist of us for us to say, could you please care about your neighbor? And Dana, I know we were talking to somebody about this um, the other week when I think I, I I said that there is a big difference when it comes to empathy between our generation and generation and the Z generation, these kids down, these kids um, and us, and then the generations that came before us, because like Dana said, we've been through all these um, mental health crises. We've been through all these wars. We've been through all these financial and housing crises. We've been through some shit in a very short amount of time. And we did it through an era of information. So we've seen it and we've talked to each other across the world because I know I was in clubs in middle school and high school where we were talking to people in other places and learning about the wars and shit that other people were experiencing as they were happening so we have a little bit more empathy for our community which for some reason is not shared with older generations probably because they were fed and accepted the very American notion that if you are not okay, it is your fault. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, because it's all for us, it's hindsight. We we hear and we see and we learn about all of these wars and the struggle and all of that stuff. And it's it's like, this is what was going on in the past and people really struggled from that. But like for them, that I think that they were living through it rather than watching the remnants of it and so Mm -hmm. it's different for them it's like oh it's just war like we look back at um other wars like the the world war world both of the world wars civil wars american all of the wars that we look back on vietnam korean war all of that stuff we look back on and we're like oh wow people really struggle from this shit we look at it in a way differently than the war that we've been living through, like the war in Afghanistan, war in Iran and all that stuff. Like we show care for like refugees and such, but as far as like how the people suffered and stuff, we're not, we don't see it as much cause we're actively living it. But in 50 years, when that shit goes in textbooks and they're talking to it, those kids are going to be like, wow, those, those people really suffered through, all of that shit. And so I think that's exactly what they're going through is that they don't understand it and they don't, they can't um, identify with it because they were living through it at that time. And then by the time it was time to put it in a textbook and reflect on it, they were out of school. Well, I also think that, yes, yes, I agree. Um, I also think that the big difference is, like I said, the information and the quickness, I think, was, was my, more my point, because you started to see it during the age of the hippies, like, and that was just from people going to war and then coming back, because, like I said, we were sold a whole nationalistic, individualistic, if you work hard, you can do great for you and yours, mm-hmm. um, and when America goes to war, we're saving people, we are defending democracy, we are building the world up. 
but people went to Vietnam and figured out that we weren't fucking fighting for anything, that we were in places we weren't supposed to be, killing people for no goddamn reason and coming back. And then people that were, thank you, drugs. Um, and I think Sweden or Switzerland, some doctor in Switzerland, I think, for the creation of LSD, because people started hearing this shit and went, that doesn't sound like America the Great. That sounds horrible don't forget your shrooms don't forget your shrooms and, and your shrooms that sounds like a terrible time that sounds like something that nobody should have to experience and it doesn't sound like well, we have a really good reason to be doing it mm-hmm. and i feel like going forward that's kind of the thought process that's slowly built on itself and then I, because I can remember my, the very first time I saw something that like stuck with me that was violent, that was not here. And I think a lot of people will remember this because it was before Facebook was really tight on like violence and its content. But there was this trigger warning. There was this video of um, this woman in South America somewhere. And she was in a drug cartel and she did something. But they, before I even knew what happened, they had beheaded this woman on video. And I said, what the fuck just happened? This was not real. I remember this on Facebook. Yeah. I I never saw the video myself, but I remember when it was going around. Yeah. There was no warning? Yeah, at all. The one I think I saw was the woman had cheated on her man. And so... Um, like we were talking about, she had treated on her man. He found out about it and he beheaded her, but it wasn't like one clean swipe. He literally took yeah. it and was hacking. Okay. So we're talking about the same video. Yeah. But he they were in a cartel. Him. So like, yeah, that's why he was comfortable doing it the way he did. Right. And he um, fucking just hacked her head off. Um, slowly but, but surely, or sliced, I should say. The point is that we get an up close and personal look sometimes at things that we probably should not have access to but it also forces us to realize that there are people in all sorts of places going through this very thing at this very time Mm -hmm. and that makes us I used to tell people like I don't give a fuck about no America Virginia whatever like before I'm anything I'm a citizen of the world because you can't survive without everybody else around you. So it doesn't do you any good to screw over the people that you need. But that's not a thought process that old rich white men and apparently middle-aged white men and women don't believe in because they can't get over getting a vaccine even when Big Bird says it nicely. Fuck Big Bird. Fuck Big Bird. Like I said, my thing is just like, what first and foremost, what what makes you want to argue with a fictional character? But as an adult, as a reasonable adult, what makes you think putting together like a diss tweet to send to fucking Big Bird is a good right. idea? Do you hear the words that come out of a lot of traditional slash conservative slash Republican people's mouths? Do you think no, they have a good really. reason? to speak do you think that there had to be a good reason for them to be like i'm upset today to argue with a fictional character doesn't matter on twitter it doesn't matter makes them feel good (laughs) inside because i cannot imagine that you have much more of a life to do if like 
You're you not definitely watching, have nothing else to do with your day. You're not reading no books. Okay. You ain't you know doing your research. So arguing with Big Bird kind of it it tracks a like little the bit. Highlight of your day. Yeah. I feel like, like we need like a something like a for dummies book for like <laughs> the uh how to be a liberal. <laughs> I was about to say they do not read Sydney. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're asking. I don't know what we gotta put it in, but you can put it, it on the back of up. a cereal box. Uh, no, we can put it on the back of a moonshine bottle, on the back of a mason jar. They'll probably get it then. If you put it on a mason jar, white women everywhere will bring it home. This is yep. true. <laughs> this is true. If you put it on a on a or on plank a of wood, like a love, laugh, love sign. Yep. We'll eat that shit up. They will. I've decided that I'm going to be basic for Halloween next year. Oh my God, I was going to do the same thing. I'm we should have like a Halloween party or something. Can we just do like different phases of basics? Maybe like basic throughout the season. Dibs so on like, gym basic. I call dibs on gym basic. I wow. call dibs. I, I want to call dibs on winter basic. Before oh anybody calls okay, it. Fall, fall, fall. I call fall. I call fall. Fall. So I'm see- I'm seeing cardigan. I'm seeing UGG boots. I'm seeing Starbucks. With I'm gonna have mine. I'm gonna have the UGG oh, yeah. boots too. But my UGG boots are gonna be fucking dirty, and they're also gonna be um um wet <laughs> and soggy. <laughs> okay, no lie, I probably got some Lula Lula. What the fuck? Those leggings. Some things is comfortable. Lululemon. They're comfortable. Well, Lululemon is different. I was just watching a documentary about Lululemon and how they're like ruining people's fucking lives. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Pyramid scheme. Oh, I thought so. they were the same company. They are not. Um. Lululemon is actually like decent shit, as it should be for the fucking price. Every Lululemon. time I think of Lululemon, I'm just gonna think about that killing, the Lululemon killing thing, which y'all probably know because you spend time on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> no. See. No. So I don't know. I think so. No. Well, I just feel like going back to Sesame Street and oh yeah, we are recording an episode, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Just going back to that, I just feel like like I can't understand what what I I guess I can I can understand the outrage. I can understand why you're pissed off, and the main reason as to why, at least what I can interpret, is that. You're doing this because now you now it requires you to have a conversation. It's laziness. You no. don't want to be able. Well, yeah. To, you don't want to have to have that conversation with your kids and explain to them why vaccination is important or why they need to get vaccinated when you don't personally believe that they should get vaccinated, even though on a regular day, you should be vaccinated or, or about everything. I think what really hurt us is the fact that they made vaccination political. Like, I don't know, um, I don't remember how it first started, but the anti-vaxxing like movement. I blame Jenny McCarthy. Oh, she yeah. is partially at fault. Yeah. I think that's what really happens. Honestly, I really, what I really want is I want some celebrities to just stop talking. Like one of the irritations for me is when Nicki Minaj opened her her mouth about the fucking vaccine. And you know what she said, like that was going to cause, you know, based off what she said, you know, black men were going to be like, all right, well, that means I'm not going to get it then because they don't fact check shit. Like they don't, they just trust 
and they just operate. So when she's like, oh yeah, it's gonna make this happen to you, uh, happen to you, you're like, God damn it, you just fucked it up for the whole damn community because you couldn't keep your mouth shut. I'd listen to Cardi more than I'd listen to freaking uh Nikki. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly, sadly, Cardi B. Although every once in a while she says some shit where I'm like, mm, you yeah. going to jail, sis. Mm-hmm. For the most part, Cardi be saying some shit. Right. Um, although Cardi also talked about coronavirus and it getting real, getting and real has had multiple big ass parties. And that is a wrap on this episode of the Cage Bird Chronicles podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Links to everything we've discussed in this episode are in the show notes. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Cage Bird Pod. Subscribe to our Patreon and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can expect our podcast to be released weekly for your enjoyment. Bye.